What up, y'all? Hello. Hi, it is I, Judith. And Corey. Yes, and we are your hosts of Tinseltown Tea, the podcast that uh, takes you along the journey as we uh, find our way into the writer's room. We celebrate black and brown creatives in the industry. Um, yeah, we give you all the news. We do a know better, do better. We have a main segment for y'all. And of course, our favorite, niggas you should know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, welcome. Uh, forgive me for my voice. I was at a Christmas party last night and I underestimated how uh, tequila affects me. <laughs> yeah. So, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And we gonna do this. Same. <laughs> I think this is our um, last recording for the holidays. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. So, so happy holidays. Yes. Have some shots too, and yeah. if you don't drink, have shots of water. Yeah. Just or some juice. <laughs> juice is always. Or some eggnog, and if yeah. you're lactose intolerant, some dairy-free eggnog. <laughs> exists right it's yeah it does it, should, it, it should definitely happen. does that's what i'm supposed to be drinking do i ever drink it no. <laughs> i've had eggnog in a minute what a throw i love eggnog oh man oh i love eggnog okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome now we're gonna talk about okay i'm done with eggnog <laughs> that's awesome okay and i'm not a fan of eggnog this is good <laughs> i'm a huge fan <laughs> big eggnog guy <laughs> i love it all right well i got the would you rather this week and um, since it's the holidays and, you know, there are a couple of songs that just define the holidays, at least for me. I know it can be a beautiful thing. Um, I'm glad I'm not really listening to the radio. I'm just streaming. And it's made a difference in terms of the songs that you hear mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. again. So would you rather listen to on repeat throughout the holidays? I feel like we've all been there. Um, All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey, classic. It, she is the queen of uh, Christmas songs. <laughs> or This Christmas by Donny Hathaway, which legendary singer, amazing voice. And oh, an amazing original Christmas song. I think I, it, my, my all-time favorite. But mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So which one would you just on repeat throughout the holidays? Oh, Donnie. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. no question. I love Mariah yeah. now. That's my girl. Yeah. And all. But this Christmas is a classic mm-hmm. that I actually can listen to over and over again. Yeah. All I want for Christmas, don't want to ever hear it again <laughs> in my life. And it's funny because someone was playing it at work mm-hmm. this week. And I went and researched, why is All I Want for Christmas so popular? It really is. I get why it's Mariah and I get, I understand, but I needed to, I needed to see the analytics. <laughs> Behind why the song is so popular. like, give me the receipts. I, I need, need research. I need to know. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of articles analyzing why, why, why. And oh, interesting. Basically, there's a whole, yeah, there's a whole oh. rezone oh, behind wow. why it's so popular to the way that she wrote it. Yeah. Mariah Carey writes she most is, of her music, she's so a, don't play my queen. She is talented. We're never, um, we're never. The way that the beat is. Oh, wow. So it's like not, it's, it's a whole... Thing, like the way the beat is constructed, yeah. um, kind of the time that it came out. Facts. Um, Timing is everything. There's so many reasons. Yeah. And that, that's what I need to know. I need to see a dissertation about why. I know somebody writing it right so now. Popular. Come on. I'm sure it's out there. So, yeah, I can put the link in the description if y'all are interested too. Uh, yeah, I, I researched everything that. in that. I just need to know why. 
<laughs> um, but anyways, doesn't mean it's not a great song, but I don't ever want to hear it again. Like it's a song that you actually get tired of. Yeah, I think. And and they do play it a lot. Out. Like okay. they play. Like they make sure it's like out. <laughs> but this Christmas by Donny Hathaway could never yeah. get tired of that voice. Yeah. Eh. I would have to agree with you. I think there's something about that song that is like soulful in a very like joyful way, you know, Mm -hmm. and it just it's soothing. And his voice is amazing. Not just I mean, Mariah Carey's voice is legendary, Mm -hmm. like period. But there's something about that, like uh, that his his voice and like the way it's put together that is just like, okay, I can put this on repeat. I can raise it up. I can even put it down like as background. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But yeah, the All I Want for Christmas is like heavy. Like I, it's it always feels like there should be a Broadway production happening. Behind the song. I think she does it every year. Oh yeah, I think she has something on she Apple does her TV. Little, like Christmas big special every year. So oh, wow. I feel like it's all Fantasy. based around that damn song. Yeah, yeah. Since she's like the queen of Christmas now. Oh my gosh, I love it. But yeah, Ooh, I would hard have to, to believe that with... came out ninety four. Isn't that crazy? And it and it and like damn, it's not even that old. And it's an original Christmas song. That's the yeah. thing. It's like whoa, like it's go not even that old, but it's all classic and shit. Yeah, like it just changed the holiday game. It really did. <laughs> but <laughs> no, ma'am. I yes. Yeah. This Christmas, yeah, by mm-hmm. Donnie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna stick with the classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on to No Better, Do Better. Yes, it's ma'am. a little short one um, that I made up as I always make these shits up <laughs> when I walk in the door. Hey. Um, so the study top. the greats, Come on. y'all, but don't imitate. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> bars. Come it's on. It's giving bars. It it's is. It's giving Eve bars. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> that's not giving Eve bars. Um, <laughs> but yeah, study the greats. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. don't imitate them. Yeah. So last night we were having a conversation about, so we were watching like the girls now that we have now that, you know, be singing. Yeah. We were watching Nomrani. What's mm-hmm. the other one? Scissors. No, we weren't watching her. She doesn't really perform like uh, that. Okay. 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 She can barely even sing live. Poor thing. <laughs> but um, we were watching Normani. Mm-hmm. What's the other girl? Chloe. Oh, yeah. And just all the girls yeah. now that yeah. be performing, the ones yeah, yeah, that yeah, actually yeah. like sing and dance, okay. like actually okay. are entertainers. Mm-hmm. And um, we were just talking about how the new artists, they don't study the greats, it seems like. Yeah. Like they don't study the ones that paved the way for them to get to like where they Like the Mariahs, the Whitney's, the, yeah. Oh, we were talking about like the Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah. Like the ones <laughs> who actually like yeah. sing, perform, like do them both. girls, yeah. them girls, girls. So not saying that they didn't, but it's like a lot of new artists just don't study yeah. the people who did it before them. Mm-hmm. And you need to. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely need to. Even in this game, you need to study kind of like I even look at people's career paths. That's why it's great. when we oh, I yeah. always ask when we have guests. Absolutely. Walk us through your career path because I think it's important to study the people who did it before you so you can see how they did it. Mm-hmm. But don't be imitating them, though. Yeah. You take the information that you can get from their journey, what they've done, mm-hmm. and then you make it your, your own. own. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just feel like this um, new generation don't be wanting to study. Study. Yeah. And they think shit just going to be platter. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I blame social media for that. I yeah. mean, it is pretty yeah. easy to feel like you can get on there and just blow up. Yeah. And not really work for the shit. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely take the time to study the people before you. Yeah. Make what they've done your own. Yeah. Um, But just make sure, you know, you know what's going on. Yeah. And you know the history of, of things and um, of the industry that you want to be in. And that doesn't even have to apply to screenwriting. Child. Yeah. No, that's 1000%. Yeah. I definitely think that we need to spend more time studying the history of where it is that we're trying to be and trying to go because that's how you get to the next step yeah no 1000 percent. like i think it will in screen and definitely in screenwriting you see like influences like you know mara brock akil you know with girlfriends was clearly influenced by living single and the things that can you know what i mean like those the sitcoms that came before you know you see that thread line all the way through even now from like you know, you can go further back, but I'm gonna start with living single to girlfriends. And then you, you know, now you have the Harlems. Now you have, you know, run the world. Now you have, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's always this sort of uh formulation of like black women, you know, ensemble sitcoms, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you look at the comedic led sitcoms, whether it's from Martin to the Wayans brothers to, you know what I mean? All the like great, you have to like study and see what it was and then put your own perspective on it. So yeah, like yeah. you said, that's in any industry. That's in any career field, you know, mm-hmm. you really, you really have, and you can tell the artists and the people and the creatives who do that, like, uh, exactly. Cause they're her, always that they're always great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her, you could t- like musically. I'm like, sis, you clearly been studying, um, Prince. <laughs> like what? Like how she was studying Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Like, like, God, God. <laughs> like you can, like, you can tell the people who like really put in that work to like really study, but still make their own voice. So yeah. A great know better, do better, y'all. Make sure you study the grace, but don't imitate, you know. Mm-hmm, you know, do your own thing. So, excellent work, friend. I love Thank it. You. I love it. Now we're moving on to the new segment, child. And it's about that time. Uh, well, first of all, before I get into it, uh, we get all of our articles from Shadow and Act, but we always like to say make sure you read up on all the trades, particularly in the entertainment industry, whether it's The Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Shadow and Act, sometimes Blavity, uh, all of the uh, the root, you know, read them all, uh, have a good balance of, of what's going on, deadline as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the more you know, <laughs> you know, <Period. laughs> it's a part of studying. So, yeah, um, this article is from Monique Jones and Sundance 2022 feature films um, have a whole bunch of black folks starring in them. I'm excited. Uh-huh. Some of them, uh, some of the big names are Regina Hall, John Boyega, Kiki Palmer, Nicole Behar and the late great Michael K. Williams. Um, yeah, let's get into it. So they announced the Sundance Institute announced their new slate of films and episodic selections for the 2022 uh, film festival. Uh, it'll take place January 20th to the 30th. Um, and ticket packages actually go on sale December 17th. So by the time you hear this, um, you'll still have a chance. So if you want to go, uh, make sure uh, you try and get there. Um, I probably won't because that is soon child oh child no ma'am that's soon but (laughs) um i'm excited to see you know what comes out of this as you guys know sundance is like one of the bigger bigger festivals and they like you know if you can get your film in there like you really have a shot of like 
it being, you know, one of the Oscar bait. Uh, yeah, Oscar bait. Um, I don't think no, not Emmy bait because it's mostly films. I think, but um, yeah, it's it's really the exposure is really really vast and great, um, mm-hmm. particularly in the industry. So, um, some of the films that they're you know pointing out for people to look into. There's a film called 892. It stars John Boyega, okay. uh, Michael K. Williams, rest in peace. This was one of uh, one of oh. his final performances. Nicole Behar, Connie Britton, uh, Olivia Washington, uh, Selena's Leva, forgive me. So uh, the film is about a disabled man who is forced to hold a bank hostage thanks to governmental bureaucracy. And it's written and directed by Bea DeMars Corbin. So- Where is he forced? it's tough. So let me read the, I guess the, I don't want to say the log line. I want to say more of the description, but when Brian Brown Ensley's disabled check fails to materialize for veterans affairs, he finds himself on the brink of homelessness and breaking his daughter's heart. No other option. He walks into a Wells Fargo bank and says, I've got a bomb. And there it goes from there. So that is very, (laughs) got right into it. And unfortunately this, it feels like it's that's based a log on a true, line? yeah. That's a good log line. Yeah, it feels like it's based on a true story. So they gave a couple of uh, lines to like describe it. So another film that they're um, telling y'all to look out for is called Alice. Um, it stars Kiki Palmer, Common, Johnny Lee Miller, and Gaius Charles. And it's Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah, and it's written. The white man. <laughs> I think so. Um, written and directed by Kristen Vern Linden. And a little description that they have here: When a woman in servitude in the 1800s Georgia escapes the 55-acre confines of her captor, she discovers the shocking reality that exists behind the tree line it's 1973 Woo! inspired okay. by true events damn okay. damn 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 i'm like well go ahead and uh time travel further up past you know slavery my god <laughs> let's 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 get out of there Woo! we're done with that my god um another one um this one is called emergency and um it stars rj seiler donna watkins sebastian uh tachon and sabrina carpenter um and it's written by katie davilia and Mm -hmm. it reads ready for a night of partying a group of black and latino college students must weigh the pros and cons of calling the police when faced with an unusual emergency so that's that one and the one regina hall is in is called master written and directed by mariam uh excuse me die 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 Help your girl. So it's D-I-A-L-L-O. Diallo. Diallo, yeah. Woo, help your girl that this morning. Right. Diallo. And produced by Joshua Astrashan. Um, it stars Regina King, Zoe Renee, Talia Ryder, um, another Talia uh, Balsam. Okay, two Talias. Um, and Amber Gray. Um, as women who are fighting against racism at a predominantly white institution or PWI. Mm-hmm. So several, there's several more that are written here. I'm not going to lie. A lot of these feel very, what's the word? Well, not just heavy, but I'm like, I hope it's not just all black trauma stories is all, yeah, what I'm going to giving, say. It's uh, giving that. And I'm like, please. Yeah. Can we somebody have fun maybe? Um, so, but we'll see. They might be. I mean, if they got to Sundance, clearly that there's a perspective there, and uh, hopefully we can see some some great films come through. Um, okay. next, um, our reality star queen 
Tiffany Pollard, if you don't mm-hmm, if you don't mm-hmm. remember Tiffany, she was on the reality TV show Flavor of Love, and she was New York, and yeah, she's having a comeback. Matter of fact, in the article, I hate y'all. So this is written by uh, Shaniqua Yates. They're going to say, Tiffany Pollard teases reality TV comeback in 2022, explain how she manifested her very first brand deal, child. <laughs> oh, Come on, manifest. <laughs> yes. So just to, you know, speed this up, basically, um, congratulations to Tiffany. She's launching her new HBIC nail line. Um, And basically, you know, in this interview with Shadow and Act, she says that, you know, it really represents her to her core. And, you know, it's just a part of what she's continuing to manifest in her life and her dreams. So congratulations to her. If y'all want to check that out um, again, I, I mean, I want her to come back on TV in a different way. Yes. <laughs> I would love that. But if you guys are into the nail polish lines, check it out. Let us know um, what you think of it. And yeah, she is a wonderful black woman and I hope she makes lots and lots of money. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I want for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a random. Go for it. Outburst. <laughs> so you mentioned Johnny Lee Miller. And okay. I was like, oh, that white man. Uh-huh. Cause I don't know why I just uh-huh. know him so much. Mm-hmm. He used to be married to Angelina Jolie. Really? So then I'm, I'm like over here Googling, getting down a rabbit that. hole of stuff. And so he, okay, so him and Angelina Jolie, I guess, reunited this year. Because now oh. she's divorced from Brad Pitt. So they were, okay, this is celeb gossip. So they, <laughs> this is white celeb gossip. So they were seen together this year. Now okay. they're both divorced. But Johnny Lee Miller has an ex-wife and they have a child. And why the child name is Buster? <laughs> That is really, it sounds country. <laughs> Buster, who <laughs> pops a child out the vagina and decides your name's Buster? You shall be Buster. Buster. <laughs> I had to say that. What? <laughs> you know what? It just pissed me off. Last, Buster Lee. Is that his Buster, book? oh my God. Buster Timothy Miller. Miller, okay. Buster Timothy Miller. <laughs> Maybe it's a family. I don't know. God bless Buster and uh, <laughs> I had to say that. Sure. Okay. I mean, wow. Oh. Damn. Sometimes I don't know. I don't, I don't go back to your ex. I don't know. <laughs> so like you said, like don't. That's the moral of the story. Don't do it. Especially Angelina. one who would name the child Buster. But right, I'm like discernment. Is it there? He no. named his child Buster. <laughs> what a Buster? <laughs> Buster? Ass Buster? Mm. Okay, anyway. I love that sidebar. It's great. Okay. <laughs> God bless them all. Uh, <laughs> like, Buster. Okay. God help them, Lord. Help them. Um, yeah, so, okay. So, next in the news, Harlem. Cast on season one, growth, relationships, and life lessons that come with leveling up. So um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I did. Um, I have not. I'm catching up on Real Housewives of Potomac right now. Ooh, that's a fun catch up. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's very stressful though. Yes, All the arguing like we had to stop watching it because it was too much. Yeah, it was. Yeah, arguing. yes, so much arguing. Are you guys at the reunion yet? That's the only reason I caught up. Okay. Because I don't usually buy seasons off Amazon. I'm not mm-hmm. on Judas level. <laughs> but I was like, I want to watch the reunion. Mm-hmm. And then I went to watch the reunion. And Ty was like, my sister was like, why are we going to watch the reunion? We haven't even seen the season. So now we're <laughs> we catching, catching up. up. We literally had to stop one night because it was like. <gasps> 
too intense. Too yeah, like, it was too much yeah. arguing and ooh. yeah, it can get. Uh, you have to be careful what anytime what you take it to your spirit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, they have. They have, especially if you're like, they come out once a week. So it's different when you're doing it once a week and you can get away as yeah, opposed yeah. to binging all of that, the arguments and all the ridiculousness. Yeah. So I do not blame you for uh, stepping away from the shenanigans. But mm-hmm. yeah, God bless them. Ooh, what a reunion, too. When y'all, I've Nikki seen come through, I'm, excited. I'm like, oh I'm my excited. God. Nikki read the girls for Phil. Truly. Clips, truly. And I stand. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, yes. So back to Harlem. It's on Amazon Prime, hence why we were talking about the um, Potomac ladies. Um, so I like it. Um, it's Tracy Oliver. Um, if you don't know her, she's of uh, she wrote Girlfriends. Mm-hmm. She no Girls Trip. Girls Trip. Forgive me. She wrote Girls Trip. Um, for those of us who way back in the web series days when we were watching Awkward Black Girl, she was a part of that. Um, she was acting on there, and so her and Issa go back uh, to the beginning, and of mm-hmm. course her breakout hit with the uh, Girls Trip, and she continues to write, and this is her um television show uh introduction um, is she a showrunner or is she created you know well she created her? it um okay. i'm trying to see who the showrunner is real quick um but i know she created it and she wrote a lot of the um episodes for sure um okay. so yeah i mean i really if you get a chance check it out um i really think it's really cool a lot of the each character uh of course it surrounds four black women uh, megan good is in it go off um mm-hmm. grace byers who played boo boo kitty on um <laughs> power and it's fun to watch because she plays a totally different character from what she was on power mm-hmm. um we have jerry johnson who plays ty who's a newcomer i feel like She's on the rise in TV, so okay. this is one of her breakout roles. Roles and and uh, Shaniqua uh, Shande, yeah, Shande. Um, she plays Angie. So the main characters are Ty, Quinn, Angie, and Camille. Camille's played by Megan Good, and you basically follow their lives um, as they navigate relationships, their careers in uh, the wonderful city of Harlem. So I think it's pretty awesome. This is a sort of a sit down that um, Shadow and Act does with them. So check it out. It's written by uh, Shaniqua Yates. If you get a chance, check it out. I thought it was super fun um, and smart, really, really smart. And um, I think Megan Good and uh, I believe Grace Byers, they kind of, I feel like they step outside of themselves a little bit from the rules that we're we're used to. So I was like, I like this. I like to see that. Okay. Yep. So last in the news, um, the Black Pack, Eric Bellinger on his CW holiday special with Neo and Tate Diggs. Okay. So I was like, oh, that's Oh, and cute. he's married to Megan Good's sister. Nice. See, everybody working. Come See on. How everything connects. Come on. Come on. So yes, um, this article is written by Dante Ramos. Uh, and yeah. Ramos. Yeah, go off. Um so yeah, the CW is ringing in the holidays with this first hour-long two-part series coming up uh, featuring the Black Pack. The first is uh, the Black Pack We Three Kings, which uh, already I premiered recently. Um, so it's almost like a variety show, and um, it has a Grammy-nominated singer and actor Eric Bellinger, uh, of course, actor Tay Diggs, and Grammy winner and actor Neo. So there was a lot of influence from... Um, the Rat Pack, and they honored the late band. And so you're going to get a lot of, like, references and um, to Sammy Davis Jr. and okay. that air where it was, like, smooth and, like, 
these, you know, cigar suits or whatever the fuck they wore. It was very classy. Like, no matter what your uh, status was, everybody was wearing a suit or a dress. Like, it just did not matter. Like, it was just, had the suits, had, you had the bow tie. It's just like, how, mm-hmm. okay. So, yeah, I thought this was interesting because, like, I haven't seen, like, a variety show starring black men kind of honoring the holidays and, like, kind of doing this, like, smooth way variety show. Also, I haven't seen variety shows in a while. Like, they felt, they feel like in a time that in the past, you know what I, I mean? I barely even remember what a fucking variety show is. <laughs> I remember they were popular in, like, the uh, 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And so they would bring out different artists and like, uh, I think maybe I want to say Dick Clark hosted some variety shows where he would bring people oh, out and interview okay. them and talk, you know what I mean? So um, it goes back to that sort of um, error. So if you want to check it out, it will be on the CW. Uh, there's, I believe, three parts. So check it out. The Black Pack Excellence. And um, they have different themes for each one. So. Everything so connects, y'all. Yeah. So she's reading this from a Shadow and Act yeah. article, but also an interview with Eric Bellinger. And mm. he said, now the Rat Pack inspired me musically. They're so different from my style of music and choice of melodies, but I'm really a student. I studied them. Come on. I had them on repeat. Mm. I learned to love the spacing in between their words, the blank moments, and in my next album, I'm definitely going to incorporate Rat Pack-isms. See? See? See what we were just talking about, y'all? You gotta know where you come Study from. Study the game. And making it his own. It, exactly. Mm-hmm. Look how everything just connects. Look at God. <laughs> just putting the pieces together. Her we love section. it. Yes. We love it. Yes. And I'm gonna check it out, too. Hopefully, I can find a way to check it out. I'm always on streaming, so I want to see where the CW puts it up. Maybe on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Don't they have, like, all the things the afterwards? and yeah. it comes the next day? For, yeah, for the people who pay for Hulu. Yes, yes, I'm gonna try. But yeah, I want right. to see it. Yeah, y'all check that out. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything like that either, so that's dope. Yeah, and yeah, that's it for the news this week. All right, mm-hmm. so we can move right into our main segment, which is what we're we talking about today. So we're gonna go off of a screencraft article by the Ken Miyamoto, our Big friend, fans. friend. Big fans. <laughs> big fans can just know you have he, he probably doesn't even know he has fans no. this big I'm but we are fan fans <laughs> um, so he's saying five ways to make your own screenwriting opportunities mm-hmm. and then we'll piggyback off of this with mm-hmm. things that we know yep um because we all know everyone has a different mm-hmm. journey to get in i even hate saying that word get in because it feels like we're not in that era anymore yeah of where things are just so difficult and you have to be what Mm -hmm. um (laughs) or know somebody to get in i feel Mm -hmm. like it's like things are different now Mm -hmm. you can create your own opportunities you should be creating your opportunities and not have to you have to there's no way you can just be sitting there and be like oh someone's gonna read my play Mm -hmm. or someone's gonna read my movie (laughs) No, ma'am. Nobody no. gonna read that shit yeah. unless you not make them. Don't ever make them <laughs> anything. But, but yeah. y'all know what I mean. Yeah, like, you gotta work. You have to re- yeah, you have to create your own opportunities, and that mm-hmm. is what the Ken Miyamoto is telling us today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I actually like the way he started. He's such a great writer, of, mm-hmm. obviously, but I like the way he started this article, so I'm gonna read it exactly the way he wrote it. Mm-hmm. He said, whether they know it or not, Screenwriters have been trained to accept a particular chain of events that leads to success in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. One, you write a script. It's 
some people can't even do that. Okay. It takes a lot to even get to that point. So okay. if you wrote any type of script, congrats. Okay. But you got to do something with it. Yeah. Two, you submit it to major contests, competitions, and fellowships. Mm-hmm. Three, you also market it. Four, you get a manager. Mm. Five, you get an agent. Those two are different. Mm-hmm. Six, <laughs> you go to Hollywood meetings to pitch. Mm-hmm. Seven, then you option or sell your script. And now you've made it. Mm-hmm. That is a step-by-step process that all screeners have in their heads when they first start out. Yep. Mm, give or take. Yep. The frustrating thing is that most of the time doesn't work out that way. One of the five things happens. Well, and I hear all of these oh five things God. from everyone. Oh, yes. So one that can happen, the scripts are poorly written, ill-conceived, or just aren't ready. Thus, Facts. they never make it past the submission process. Facts. Two, you may be lucky out and win a contest, competition, or fellowship, but doesn't lead anywhere. Mm-hmm. Hear that all the all time. All the time. Literally all the time. I think I hear that every day. Mm-hmm. Three, you get someone to represent you, which leads to meetings, but your body of work isn't extensive enough to get you writing assignments and your momentum fizzles. Mm. Mm. I hear yeah. that too. Yep. Four, you option a screenplay, get excited by the attention, only to realize that options never go anywhere 99% of the time. God Hear damn. that all the time too. Truly. Five. Now you have to rinse and repeat this unending process with each script. You know what? Never mind. Just never mind. Right? <laughs> like, God Jeez, damn. Why is anyone want to work in this industry? <laughs> but I hear all those things Truly. happen to everyone all the time. It's real. Um, so he's saying um, basically here are some of the things that you can do mm-hmm. to kind of create your own opportunities or help you do your own opportunities. So um, if you want to find screenwriting opportunities, you'll need to find those willing to offer such opportunities. Yep. And that requires a lot of research. Yep. So he is, maybe he's sponsored by these people, mm-hmm. but I am DB pro. They offer you access to contact information for most Hollywood figures and companies. Yep. So you need to utilize that tool to create a list of contacts to approach. Can't just rely on contest competition and fellowship submissions. Yeah. Yeah. Those are a lot of those are cash grabs. Not saying all of them, but a lot of them are cash grabs. So make sure if you are spending your money to get into those, you are doing other shit too. Yeah. Um, Cause you have to wait for those results and you're taking the easy approach by expecting people to come to you. Yep. Um, Test the waters with them, yes, but don't wait by the phone expecting Hollywood decision makers to come to you. Submit and then forget you submitted as you do the actual work of finding access to companies and industry insiders to cold query. And yes, cold querying can be very effective. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. find companies and industry insiders that make the type of movies that you showcase the talent for writing. Mm -hmm. When you have a tool like IMDB Pro, you're Mm -hmm. on the road to creating your own opportunities by going out and doing the necessary research. That's a great tip for those um, who don't know about IMDB Pro, which mm-hmm. you do have to pay for. Yes, you so do. So use it as an investment, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know how much it is, y'all. I don't know. Look it up. That's what Google's for. Yeah. Do your research, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the more spec scripts you have, the more opportunities you are making. But we also hear people say that you don't need a lot. Because yeah. when Kira came on here, she got stabbed off of one script. Yeah. She Original. knew it was a good script. Mm-hmm. And she uh, pitched it at different pitch festivals. And, and they, they led were like, her to get absolutely stabbed mm-hmm. um so this is something eh, i mean you do need the practice mm-hmm. but um 
yeah, I don't necessarily know if you need like 10 ready spec yeah. scripts. That's kind of. Yeah. Uh, but what, we'll see what he says. Yeah. She said one hot script isn't enough. The heat usually fizzles because it's difficult to package and sell a film. Most of Hollywood will be searching for screenwriters that have an excellent body of work. Mm-hmm. If you're submitting to contests, competitions, fellowships, management companies, and production companies with only one or two amazing samples, you're not doing yourself any favors. Oh, that's give or take. In those Zoom calls and meetings, the first question they ask is what other projects have you written? Mm. They don't want one hit wonders. They don't want screenwriters that only have a couple written a couple of scripts, which usually means they're not seasoned enough to handle the pressure of tight deadlines, endless notes. They want to see a screenwriter three to five outstanding, compelling, well written, and well conceived screenplays. Mm. Um, like we said, everybody's journey is different. So this is something yeah. that we literally heard someone who got staffed not having three a or five million, yeah. um s- samples ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen to that interview as well mm-hmm. for agents and managers. That means that there's more to sell and more for them to get their commissions for development executives and producers. That means any potential writing assignment they have for you isn't going to be your first rodeo. And for all that means if one project fizzles, there are others to consider create more opportunities for yourself by taking the time to develop and write three or five amazing scripts. And these scripts need to be ones that cut uh, production companies will want to buy. Uh-huh. Um, so he's, I also don't believe in this either. This whole yeah. writing for whatever is popular, but he gave you, I guess these are things that people mm-hmm. are looking for right now. Contained thrillers, contained act. What the hell is it contained? Okay. I guess it's in one. So y'all one heard of production that, place. that, yeah. um, that scary movie that was like P5. It was all in a parking garage where the nigga was stalking her in the parking garage. Mm -hmm. So I guess shit like that. Contained action movies, unique and original horror movies, high concept comedies, Mm. unique and original takes on public domain properties. Mm. So if you're one of those people who only writes for what's trending right now, which I don't suggest. Yeah, I don't. Those are what they're looking for right now. Yeah. Um, and this, it seems like, like product, cause they're coming from a producing type mm-hmm. of thing, right? So contained stuff you can make at one place, mm-hmm. you know, you can have one or two, three actors, money's low, but if you have a compelling story, you can tell, you know, it's easy to, to get done as opposed mm-hmm. to like, I have an amazing sci-fi. It's like, oh, you want, you need all those special effects. You need mm-hmm. all of this. Like, so they're talking, I think it's more so that way, but I agree with you, Corey. I think write what you yeah really love and you know make sure it's excellent and then like yeah. you know go where the love is you know exactly like if you're writing something because you're like i just want to sell something yeah, like what something. are you like what are you really doing for like if right. you don't enjoy it if you're just writing yeah. some shit because they say this is popular and this is what they want to see are you writing, writing for them or for you writing is hard even when it's something you love <laughs> like my god like don't make it harder on yourself mm-hmm. trying to chase something that you might not even be catching but like exactly. at least you'll love what you're putting out there if you're passionate right. for them about hoes, it are you writing for you okay and you should always write for you i mm-hmm. think but mm-hmm. don't listen to me y'all um <laughs> So he also says market your scripts to entry level companies. That's a good uh, mm-hmm. tip. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll agree with that one. Yeah. So screenwriters make the mistake of marketing to the flashy big name mm-hmm. studios, production companies, and producers. Let me be honest, you're not going to get the big names to look at your projects, and that's the cold hard truth. Yeah. They're too busy collaborating with established writers and established talents. So and Hollywood is very much like who you know. Yeah. What's your status game? High school. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you need to start paying attention to the smaller production companies and producers making a lot more movies than those big name figures. Mm -hmm. So there's an easy way to find these companies. When you watch a non-studio tentpole or franchise flick, Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Pay specific attention to the opening titles. Mm. Before the opening titles even roll, you'll <laughs> see logos for various companies. Yeah. Everyone has seen those. I always look at those. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that I literally always pay very much yeah. attention to those without even knowing. So mm-hmm. these are the entry-level companies that you can market your scripts to mm-hmm. um, when you have the those three to five amazing. Boy, shut up. They're more accessible. <laughs> and you'll be able to find more direct emails to their staff via IMDB Pro. Okay, so seek mm-hmm. out writing assignments. So most undiscovered screenwriters make the mistake of focusing solely on getting their original spec script sold and produced. The hard truth is that's more than likely not going to happen. Also, don't some of these things. Yes, the reality, but also anything's possible. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those big believer in like anything is literally yeah. possible. Yeah. So when people say shit like this, it's like, how do you fucking know? Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen, and I always think that everyone should bet on themselves. But mm-hmm. he's gonna take the reality pessimism route. Um, so the spec market is undoubtedly up on the uprise, but only somewhere between 50 and 100. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I said that like that. That's just how I say them words. Um, <laughs> spec scripts are ever optioned or purchased mm. per year, even when it's going strong. Mm. Select few of these will actually be produced. Um, so writing assignments constitute the bread and butter of every working screenwriter. That's where the consistent money is. Every development exec and producer needs screenwriters to write the many concepts they have in development. And most of them don't want to pay an acclaimed screenwriter that can demand upwards of six or seven features because they cheat. Mm. So that's where undiscovered screenwriters come into play because they don't have to pay them six or seven figures mm-hmm. um, because they are undiscovered. Mm-hmm. So this market is the direct streaming or direct to DVD or direct to whatever video Mm -hmm. market yeah so that makes more movies than the major studios and production companies do they usually entail genre films like suspense thrillers action thrillers contained Mm -hmm. thrillers we hear that word contained yeah horror movies and contained science fiction movies so these companies pitch to distributors and Mm -hmm. usually pre-sell concepts that need to be written Mm. so if you have writing samples that a okay that a genre flicks you can use them as a resume to get paid writing assignments. Sure, you can also pitch them your own specs, but the better opportunities with the higher success rate are writing assignments. Mm. So um, pitch yourself in a query, and he has a link mm-hmm. in here, mm-hmm. which is very helpful. So we'll put the link to this and the link to that query and let them know that you write in their genre and love to tackle a writing assignment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is something, ugh, y'all know how I feel about holiday movies, but whenever I see Hallmark, I think holiday movies. He's mm-hmm. mentioning Hallmark and Lifetime. So create a screenwriting career that's all about um, getting credits and getting paid. You'll have time to focus on these personal projects and spec scripts that you want to see come to life on the big screen. Mm -hmm. But they want to see credits for you to get to that point of seeing your stuff. So they don't care about indie short films. They really don't. Mm -hmm. No offense to people who make short films, but a lot of times they don't be caring. Or indie features that never get distribution. So they care about feature film credits that had major distribution through streaming channels Mm -hmm. like Netflix and Amazon Prime or theatrical and home entertainment avenues yeah and then there's lifetime and hallmark come on both channels they be pumping it out boy they make movies more movies each year than all the major studios combined they make movies cheap and fast they look cheap and fast the acting is cheap and fast the writing's cheap and fast and there's a massive following for hallmark holiday (laughs) and romantic comedy movies and lifetime suspense thrillers I will fuck up a good uh, suspense thriller though on Lifetime though. Yeah, the Hallmark they will do it. Cannot get behind. They will. But them Lifetime suspense thrillers terrifying. Terrifying. Uh, Babysitter. Uh, 
gone rogue or just something. I'd be watching autumn shits. No matter how terrible, I'm going to oh watch. Oh my gosh. So for those people who write those, I'm your customer. Ugh, my lord. I will sit down and watch a lifetime. <laughs> yep. And there's something real there. Like there is a yeah. market there that uh-huh. they're going to be pumping it out. This is a good point, Ken. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, yo. So those two channels, Hallmark mm-hmm. and Lifetime, y'all know they be pumping out them will- made to TV movies and they're not always great but they're jobs everybody be having a film on that. i think kelly Rowland was on a uh romantic movie on there i'm sure yeah she has one she's doing a um a sequel to the one that she did see (laughs) and then tia and tamara always be circulating i'm like come on now like how many are y'all gonna do before we be like i see on the other one you know what i'm saying (laughs) y'all can't do all the shit but there's opportunity (laughs) y'all But he mm-hmm. said both channels are open, yeah. um, have open writing assignments for concepts that they've conjured. Mm. But they are also are two of the only platforms in the industry where you can garner an assignment by pitching a concept that has no script yet. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. That's great. Insider information for y'all. Good. It's all about doing your research mm-hmm. and knowing what those channels make and excel at, which I feel like if you have watched those channels, you know what they make in Excel. Shoot, I know that exactly. thriller on that Lifetime, right? boy. I could write a fucking uh, Lifetime suspense thriller when I go home today because I have watched so many and I know what the fuck that shit is. <laughs> so if that's the path you're interested in taking, he has a full step-by-step breakdown of how to Come pitch, on. sell, and write for Lifetime. Come on. Great. Okay, we're going to put that in, yeah. the, in the thing. I'm going to yep. read that later. That sounds interesting. I'm going to copy and get to put that right now in there. Period. Ken! Ken, Come on. you better. Come on, Ken. Put people on. I love that for Ken. I love oh. that for y'all, too. All right. So he says, bonus opportunity. <laughs> Get an industry <laughs> job. Yeah. So he was a studio script reader and awarded him um, the best screenwriting film industry education he's ever had. So true. Mm-hmm. When you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. So he was also a former intern in a major production company. Yep. And he advanced to an assistant position. Yeah. And uh, oh, that wasn't him. That's was somebody else's path. And now they're the head of their television department. That happens to yeah, screenwriter Antoine Fisher worked as a security guard at Sony Studios when studio execs began hearing about his life story and offered to buy the rights to his life story. Damn. Um, he refused, insisting mm-hmm. that he write the screenplay himself. Come on. He later sold it to Fox. Then Denzel Washington was brought on board to direct it. And thus, the 2002 movie Antoine Fisher starring Derek Luke happened. And he was a, he was a security guard there. Right. And also, Derek Luke is not Antoine Fisher black people. No. Y'all love calling Derek Luke. <laughs> Whenever y'all see Derek Luke, y'all say, oh, that's Antoine Fisher. No. No. There is an actual real <laughs> Antoine no. Fisher. And his name is not Derek Luke. Okay. Oh my god. I didn't know that about yeah. that. Antoine, yeah. That's a dope. That's really dope. That's dope as fuck. And even um apparently Luke was working at the studio gift shop. Oh, there we go. Isn't Look that crazy? It. Like that whole story. And he met Antoine there. Yep. And okay, and look at that. After the second audition, Denzel Washington came to the gift shop to tell Luke that he got the lead part. That's that, why I love Denzel. Isn't that great? Oh, I just, I love this whole That's story. Why. Antoine was a security guard and Luke was working at the gift shop. And then they turned that whole shit around to be in one of like, one of the most like influential black movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of our time, yeah. Yeah. 
Go Kathleen off. Kennedy was an assistant to John Milius and Steven Spielberg, the Steven Spielberg in the early 1980s. She's now one of the most prolific producers in Hollywood and runs Lucasfilm. Well, go off. Hundreds upon hundreds of examples of screenwriters, directors, actors, mm-hmm. producers, and studio execs started in industry jobs. Needless to say, the proof is in the pudding. It is. Mm-hmm. Great concepts and scripts are all... T- too often aren't enough. You have to make the opportunities for yourself. And the only way to do that is from within the studio walls, production mm-hmm. companies, agency, whatever, offices, mm-hmm. agency offices. Um, and yeah, so he also has another. He has another article that has seven studio jobs that give screenwriters an edge. Ugh. I mean, just you know what? Here. That'll be our next uh, main segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he also says get into indie filmmaking. So. Um, it's not one of the original five ways, but it's his bonus opportunity because it's damn hard to make a feature film. Yeah. And it's even challenging to make a terrible <laughs> indie feature. God dang. Let alone one that makes it through it's the It's like, festival. it's hard to make a bad one. <laughs> let alone one that makes it through the festival circuit and gets major distribution. Ooh, so you need yeah. to be ready for multiple years of struggle out mm. and owning or honing your craft to be a filmmaker you know you also need to learn how to build a team of capable filmmakers well, cast and crew and lastly it takes money to make oh, a worthwhile child. feature yeah but if you Save can navigate that all of that partner yourself with some talented individuals making your own movies is a key way in yeah yeah so it is um back to betting it, on yourself yeah back to betting on yourself but he did have some good tips about the imdb pro mm-hmm. and i do think the hallmark and lifetime yeah um tibbet was actually very yeah. insightful mm-hmm. and uh got my wheels turning too i'm like okay interesting mm-hmm. um but we are gonna put that link to yep. the how to pitch sell and write for lifetime because yep. that is a just great information yeah um that i think and yeah and we'll talk about the seven studio jobs we'll get we'll have, that'll be another main segment yeah yeah we're not gonna give y'all that to yet <laughs> <laughs> but yeah great tips yeah. basically you just have to work <laughs> get to work i wish there was yeah. a, a shortcut no mm-hmm. actually i don't wish there's a shortcut because the joy is in the journey the process okay yeah the joy is in the journey it don't matter how don't be focused we say this all the time and guests say this too. Don't focus on the result. Focus on the journey. Yeah. Enjoy the process, the journey yeah. of how you're getting to is where you want to be. Because you never know how you're going to get to, yeah. you know, you don't ever. First of all, you can say you want to be a screenwriter and end up being a damn producer. So yeah. I don't even say be fixated on what you want to do. Like, yeah. you know, because anything could fucking happen. Yeah. And um, just be open to the opportunities. Absolutely. And But don't wait for the opportunities to come to you. They yeah. never, they're not, they're not going to come, child. Yeah. Yeah. Not in this business. You, ha- you have thousands, to go there's for it. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of other people who want to do the same shit. So yep. you have to go for it, like he says. Mm-hmm. So definitely um, take the time to read the article. Right. And um, yeah, figure some shit out. Get yeah. that IMDb Pro. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to look up how much it is real yeah. quick for y'all because I want to be able to give y'all some information. For sure. And while you're looking that up, like you have to also, in the process, you learn different things, right? Mm-hmm. In the process, you meet people that you're like, oh, I want to work with them again. Or like, nope, never again. Nary a time will I mm-hmm. ever work with this person. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you, you, you come across people who are like-minded. You build community. You learn lessons about production itself, about writing itself. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times I know I'm the person I want to skip the process, but the process really teaches you some valuable lessons to like create the thing that you want to create big facts yeah 
Big facts. Okay. So IMDb Pro, they have a 30 day free trial. Okay. You can do a lot in that 30 days you before can. you cancel you trial. Can. You can find all the people that you're interested you in before that 30 days is mm. up. I'm a huge believer in the free trial, bitch. I don't believe <laughs> you should ever have to pay for anything. Listen, y'all better make up some um, email addresses. Oh, there you go. Truly. Yep. Gmail, <laughs> Just, you can have multiple Gmails, okay. y'all. Okay. Um, so go ahead and get your Gmails ready. 30 <laughs> days is a very long time yeah. for a free trial. That's more than enough time to yeah. do do the shit that he was saying that you can do with yeah. IMDb Pro, which was find people, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yep. yep. Find, do your research yeah. and find the people. Agents That's super important. And, yeah. That was a really great tip yeah. that I definitely think should not go unnoticed. So mm-hmm. 30-day free trial for IMDb Pro. And then after that, it's $19.99 a month. Or you can do the annual price, which makes it $12.50 a month, build $150 annually, which okay. is still not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad, but 30 days, I think, is enough to do the thing yeah. that you need to do. Shit, I might sign up and get that 30-day yeah. free job. And just see how how helpful it is. Maybe you just maybe you don't want to make 12 different Gmails like me, but maybe <laughs> you you know you really just want to see how you can use it, and maybe it's worth the investment, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. check it out. And either way, though, it's still free mm-hmm. for the 30 days. So if you have a free resource in this game, in you this business, you need to use it. Yeah. Like, there's just no excuses. Like, because they be scamming out here, child. They be like, you want to make it to the top? $500. Right. <laughs> I'll be like, what? $500 to enter my uh, <laughs> festival with right. no name fucking people Who that are, are the judging judges? it. I am the judge. Who created it? I created it. Who's what am I going to get it? if I win? I am producing it. <laughs> be like, what? You get a meeting with me. Like, <laughs> who the fuck are what? you? <laughs> like, y'all got to be careful. Y'all have to be careful, but this Ooh, is legit. Yes. And um just want to make sure that y'all know the resources that y'all had. Yes. Uh, yes. I yes, make yes. Sure. That's why we are here mm-hmm. to make sure y'all know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So thank you, Ken, for yes. a great article as usual. Like We're going to have some of the things that we talked about in the description. Don't know why I'm singing, why not? but we'll let it ride. Period. Okay, I'm done. Um, so that was a great article. Like mm-hmm. I said, we're going to have all the things in the description for y'all. Yeah. So shout out to Ken as again, that mm-hmm. was, that was just so great. Yeah, it was really good. That was really good. I actually learned some, some things, mm-hmm. um, from this article. So make sure that you're working, 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 working. That's all I can really tell y'all. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Don't give up. Keep going. Yeah. Don't you dare give up. Mm-hmm. I'll come for you if you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with Niggas You Should Know. Hey, y'all, we are back and we are black and we are here Mm -hmm. with Niggas You Should Know, our segment where we regale, give our flowers to show love to uh, up and coming black and brown folks in the industry. They can be actors, they can be writers, they can be DPs, they can be all sorts of creators, creatives and creators um, that, you know, we think y'all should like be on the lookout for. So um, the person I picked um, is Jerry Johnson. She plays Ty in the uh, new song, uh, new song, new show Harlem, which is uh, created by uh, Tracy Oliver. Uh, We spoke about that earlier in the news and she's really new. I chose her because I watched Harlem and I thought it was really fun. And I thought she did a great job uh, portraying the character of Ty as a Mm -hmm. queer black woman in many different facets and forms and how she navigates her dating journey. So I thought she did a great job and I think she's definitely a standout. Um, But 
she might be new to me, but she's not new to the industry. Um, she was in Mother's Milk, uh, which is was this year, and she's also in Good Trouble on 2019. So while she's fairly new, um, she's been working, and I hope she continues to work. Um, yeah, check her out, Jerry Johnson, and uh, check out Harlem if you get the chance. I thought it was good, so... Yeah, okay. that's my nigga you should know. All right, and our other nigga you should know is also in Harlem, mm-hmm. I believe. Tyler Lepley, the mm-hmm. girls mm-hmm. love this man. He is I fine. haven't even seen P-Valley yet, but I know this nigga. My favorite in P-Valley. He's really good at that. Um, because he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, also dating Miracle Watts, which you just talked about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cute couple. Yes, very cute. Um, but anyways, that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, his career. So yeah. he was also in the Tyler Perry produced primetime soap opera, The Haves and Have Not. Yes. Which the own. girls also love. They went up for They went up for that. <laughs> they went up for having I did watch the first season. I was like, okay, you got me a little bit here. But then I had to let it go because it got too soapy. Yeah. 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 Definitely I'm giving like, soaps. Yeah. Um, it was the first scripted TV series to air on the OWN Network, which mm-hmm. is Oprah's Oprah's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, born in Philly. Cool. Okay. So I'm pretty sure he played some type of, yeah, he did the sports. Oh, um, <laughs> he looked, yeah, he, he looked he, like he did the sports, <laughs> yeah. football, and, um, he was a personal trainer at the gym in Santa Monica, which why didn't I of course. know that? Of course. Um, and about three months after he said in Los Angeles, he discovered, he was discovered by a producer. That still happens? Wow. I know, right? Like, <laughs> that's still a thing. This is what happened. He was trading somebody. They were like, you're fine. <laughs> I'm a producer. Come Let's like, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Get on this television screen. Yeah. Make me some money. He was discovered by a producer at a boxing gym who invited him to audition. And from that meeting, he booked a lead role in an independent horror movie, mm-hmm. Slumber Party Slaughter. Wow. Which probably was written by someone mm. who found that job. Come on, Ken. In the ways that we talked about earlier. Come on, Ken already laid Slumber the foundation. Slumber Party Slaughter. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he reluctantly took his agent's advice to get uh, serious about acting. Mm-hmm. And he enrolled in acting classes. Oh, come on. And soon he made his acting debut in an episode of CW's 90210. Well, and in 2013, he booked the role of Benny on the Have and Have Nots mm-hmm. after a long casting process. Mm-hmm. And he said he was quite surprised when Perry came to the audition dressed as Medea <laughs> because that he sentence. was shooting a movie at the at the time. That sentence is so ridiculous. What a story! <laughs> like, oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> he was also in the terrible movie The Baggage Claim, and mm. starring Paula Patton. Yes, very terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Derek Luke was also in that. Yes, he was. Mm. and mm-hmm. a lot of other people but it's still bad um mm-hmm. he was in that and in early 2016 he booked the lead role of jackson in the made for tv film mm. produced by the swirl swirl films ringside directed by russ parr mm-hmm. um it premiered on tv one okay come on that, and other stuff yeah come on okay his co-stars were taquan richmond who was in boomerang on everybody hates chris mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then seven streeter who was a singer mm-hmm. um but in 2019 Okay. Which is how a lot of y'all know him. He was cast as a series regular in Star's drama P-Valley. Yep. Mm-hmm. The P-Vals, which the girls love. Mm-hmm. I love the it. The girls love. It's a great show. I need to watch it, y'all. Mm-hmm. But y'all rave, rant and rave about the show all day. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of skyrocketed him, I believe, mm-hmm. um, to where he is now. Mm-hmm. And he is now in Harlem, which we just talked about. Yeah. So, interesting career. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, We'll see where this young man goes next. Yeah. I'm but down. shout out to him because uh, Judah said that he's great on P-Val. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's not called P-Vals. It's P-Valley. <laughs> I shorten everything. We'll allow it. It's good. And then was mm-hmm. he, how was he on Harlem? Harlem, I thought he was good. He definitely, uh, I mean, his character is a bit triggering for me oh. because he plays a nigga that like, you know, breaks, you know, she breaks up with him and like, but he's back in her life and he's like about to be engaged and shit, but he's like Why he, well, going he back, back and forth. What he back in her life for? He's yeah. back because he is back in the city, right? So he's back in Harlem, Great but he's also engaged. And they're like, every time they go out, they like run into each other. And it's just like this weird tension where I'm just screaming at the TV, like, no, don't go back with him. He's engaged. Stop it. Like, but their love and their passion is so undeniable. And I'm just like, throw. Okay, well, undeniably, get out my face. Throw. Thank you. <laughs> I hate that stuff so much. I'm Not like, when no. You're engaged. No. Okay. <laughs> Don't so he's do a part this. of a little juicy yes. uh, little story yes. in that. Show. They play it out very well. Like it's well written. Um, but I'm just like, uh, no, we don't need to go back just because we have the feels. It didn't work the first time. It's okay. <laughs> like yeah. There's other Drake looking niggas out here. <laughs> like it's fine. Oh, that's what he's. He, they think he looks like Drake. A little bit. I think they even mentioned that in the show. Wow. Like as a little bit of a joke. Little Drake. But it's only because nigga. he likes him with a full beard and mm-hmm, it connects. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. And he's a little bit swole, swole. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's Tyler Lepley for y'all. I'm yes. sure y'all will be seeing. But he's more a great actor. Yeah. He's a good actor. Now that he's in this relationship that mm-hmm. is um, very popular at the moment, that yeah. always skyrockets people too. Is the relationship oh you gosh. get in in this industry? So, um, and yeah, I mean, he's booking. Yeah. So we're gonna see more of him. Yeah. And then P Vows is gonna be on for a while because yeah, I hear it's great. So. It's so good. You're gonna see more of him in there. Yeah. But anyways, that's the end Ooh. of the show, y'all. Yes made it through and yes. i think this was actually a, a pretty good one to end the year with yeah it was very informative right and uh we definitely learned some things yeah so it was i fun. know it's the holidays but you know if you have some time off of your job or you just have any kind of time off at all mm-hmm. use it to do some work yeah i mean i i'm all about relaxing but yeah. you know yeah let's downtime. let's set our intentions for the new year yes. so that we go into the new year uh booked and busy okay that's the goal y'all yeah. so Whatever you got to do by the end of the year to set yourself up for booked and busyness do next that. year, do that thing yeah. and yeah. do it well. Amen. Um, but anyways, happy holidays. Yeah. Stay safe if you're traveling or whatever. Yeah. Um, enjoy the time, though, with your fans yeah. or your chosen fans. That's right. Um, don't know y'all situations, but just enjoy the time with people that you love, child. And if you love yourself, enjoy time with yourself, Amen. child. Amen. Yeah, because that's a thing too. Is it's the overwhelmness important. of being around all the folks. Yeah, for holidays. So take Jesus. the time and do whatever you need to do. Keep writing. Keep mm-hmm. networking. Keep working. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, 2022 is booked and busy year, y'all. Yep. And yeah, we'll be back when like um, end of January. Mid January. Mm, Mid January. Yeah. One of them. One of them times. Yeah. We'll be back. And um, yeah, get ready for more stuff from us. It'll mm-hmm. be exciting. Uh, it's happy, early happy new year, y'all. Yes. <laughs> early happy new year. Blessings. And yeah, I'll share it on them. We're going to do this. Bye. Bye.